Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everybody and welcome back to the respect our decision podcast coming at y'all with episode two today as usual i'm jay hirsch and with me money mike just getting better and and the hype man wes what it do what it do what's going on (laughs) guys we want to start off this episode by telling y'all all thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for the outpouring of encouragement and the downloads and the listens that we got on the first episode, man, it's just blown us away. We are absolutely just amazed by the support that y'all have given us. And we just can't thank y'all enough. Um, With that being said, we're going to get right into it this week. We got a big commitment coming up here this weekend on the 23rd. And I don't think anybody needs to be told this. Um, Malik Bryant, we got to get him, man. We got to get him. Wes, what you think? Yeah, man. Um, there's a perception and a reality when it comes to uh, recruiting in July. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, we feel like have been going the wrong way when it comes, especially to our linebackers and our O-line. Uh, this specifically is addressing the, the linebackers. Uh, we, we, we missed on some guys. There's no way to, to put it. I mean, even the best sunshine pumpers can, I mean, there's nothing you can, you can't beat around the bush. Uh, this guy is big. This guy is needed. It, it's against Miami, who's been recruiting well. Uh, there's a lot of angst in the, 
in the fan base about can we compete with Miami? Can we compete with Georgia? We got to win this. I mean, coaches say, I mean, it, it, when you look at the bigger picture and you want Kamani and all these other big cats, uh, the next, as, as coaches say, the next game is the biggest game. The next recruit, the next big recruit is the biggest recruit. Uh, the optics of we have to beat Miami and we need a linebacker. Um, I think about the last half, and I don't really want to dwell on him too much, but we think about Christian Robinson. He might have been what folks have said is the best uh, recruit on the staff. That's up for debate. But when the linebackers got on the field, I don't know if it was Graham, but I don't know if it was Robinson, but they didn't look good. So I don't know where to speak on. I don't want to really speak on the staff like that now, but a lot of people have been coming for Bateman. If if our linebackers this year play like Jared Davis and uh, Antonio Morrison, then it's Bateman. I, I'm nothing I can say. If he's if he's coaching those guys and those guys look good, whoever's standing next to Von Trey Miller, whether it's excuse me Ventre Miller, whether it's Wingo, whether it's uh, Diabate, excuse me, Dewan Black, or um, uh, Scooby. I don't care who it is, but if they look good, then I'll I'll I'll, I'll push back. I'll stop my push on uh, on Bateman because right now I'm I'm oh. underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed too. Go ahead, Mike. Not at all. Not at all. No, no. This, that's hogwash. Listen. So you just you, could, you contradicted yourself. So first of all, you said we don't know if it was Grantham or you don't know if it was um, Robinson. You're absolutely correct. End of the day, uh, homie went in the state of Alabama, stuck saving a locker for Shamar James, something that shook them. They didn't even – the timeline didn't know what to say. The analysts didn't know what to say. This is, they just went, hey, we fought. I got beat. He consistently got better and better on the trail in the state of Alabama. Just, and kids just flat out loved them. They wanted to keep him on staff. I was a proponent of keeping him on staff. He was his first gig at a um, – from a GA, um, so he, you know, obviously he may not have never have been an elite coach, but he was definitely growing. Given that you know he's that young, um, but you, when you said to yourself, it's going to be scheme. So when kids are out of, you know, if if I'm a player, I know if my coach is bad enough. I think you know I had multiple coaches in college. I knew when I had a crap coach. I knew, I literally just didn't listen to him. I did my own thing. They saw me on the film. They didn't say anything. Still started next week because I was right. They were wrong. So, I mean, Grantham was Grantham. They literally weren't lined up until Miller had a huge, you know, you know, him being out was a huge problem with that. But I don't care if Bateman is, you know, is one of the best coaches in the country. So, I mean, you're essentially giving him a thousand sorry pass. And I, and I know for a fact you weren't giving thousand sorry pass. He went to Bama, but Bama had the, the army. So with that being said, Bill Napier, now you're contradicting Napier, who has a whole staff of pretty much recruiter die. So at this point, why are Wesley going against, uh, on his birthday nonetheless, why are you going against William Napier? That's my question to you. I'm not did, going our strategy, did our strategy change overnight? No, no, no. I'm not going against Napier. Um, at all, you know, I'm, I'm I love our coach. I'm I'm the one that telling the fans, ho ho ho. Guy hasn't been a year. Guy hasn't been what a full eight months yet. So no, I'll never go against Napier. I was just I, I wasn't saying anything in concrete. I was just 
saying what people are thinking. So I, like I said, I, I'm okay with Bateman. I'm, I'm, I have to. I want to see our linebackers on the field, and once I see our linebackers on the field, that'll give me a number uh, idea of how his coaching style. But the recruiting we, we missed, and back to the original question of Malik Bryant, he's he's important. I mean, if y'all don't know, it's Saturday. We're gonna find out whether he is gonna commit to us. Timestamp is seven forty four Thursday night. He just tweeted something maybe what hour and a half ago, two hours ago, with Billy Napier in his. Uh, uh, Billy Napier and scared money don't make money. Like, I, I don't know. I hope it's not trolling, but he's a big commit. We need him. Reality is we have to beat Miami and we need a linebacker. I don't care how, I don't, I, I don't care about anything else. We got to get him. No, you're absolutely correct. And it's just, this one's for optics. Uh, same thing was for, with our, our um, in regards to Rashada. Um, Miami had a lot of momentum and that carried him, carried him into a lot of recruits. Um, with that being said, you know, Friday Night Lights, I believe, and we'll get into that later, but, you know, that's going to be a, a nice weekend for us. So um, when Miami's slowing down a little bit, um, this will be just – we do need a head-to-head battle. We don't have to win every single kid. That's that's irrelevant. In the day, everyone has their own board. We're 10 out of our 12 commits right now, I want to I say, they're in the state of Florida. They're a lot more nationally if you really look at it. So I, I really don't care. Um like I said, everyone, the main thing is everyone has their own board, and we're having great foundational class right now. But we, this is a, it's not like a make or break for the class. Like I would say, if anything, that's for mine. But um, it's just a, it'd be a one. I, I want the fan base, you know, uh, for Billy. This will be that top one hundred recruit that puts a fan base at ease, and and really relaxes, um, really relaxes the. Uh, the nerve, essentially, and it'll start the momentum for uh, uh, front night lights as well. You know, it's like I said, it's a top 100 recruit. Uh, we got uh, Mike P on him. He's one of our top recruiters, and um, just definitely think we can um, get him in a fold. Um, and if you really also pay attention to timeline as well, Miami, they're not really pumping their chest on this. If you kind of go off, you know, you know, past month or two months or so, they're you know really you know really uh, bragging. Prior, you know, knowing, hey, this is, this is our guy. You haven't seen that this past week. So, um, you know, um, I would, I would say if it's 55, 45, us, but I, you know, I would have to definitely, if I had to bet, you know, 20 bucks on it, you know, I would definitely say we have the a very slight edge right now. But that's just a gut feeling. Y'all both made uh, solid points on that for sure. Um, my two cents on it. We got to have this one. I mean, we just, for optics and and obviously our linebacker room, but we're going to get a good gauge on the staff on this one on whether or not they um you know if if he's trolling us we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna get a gauge on what we know about this kid and what we knew going into his commitment and I mean we'll just see but I like I said we need this one it needs to happen I mean the staff needs to do whatever needs to be done to get this kid in the fold. And that's, um, that's all there is to it, Mike. And with those uh, 10 four stars that we have, well, 10 now with the, uh, with uh, Creed Whitmore, my boy, um, my boo, my boo of the cycle getting that uh, four star bump uh, and then two, three stars. We, like we just, once again, we don't have that top 100, that big time recruit. And once you start, 
you really only need, you know, two or four of those kids to really, you know, elevate your class in that, you know, seven to eight, nine range. And honestly, that it's sometimes the difference between that is if a, if a team has a kid or not. So um, it's if you get to that range and then you're, you know, lock and loaded from next that next cycle and um, relationships have been built, especially in the state. And I can't, you know, uh, get on that enough. But before we wrap that up, uh, to, to what I was trying to get to is uh, the the recruiting battles versus Miami. As far as when I was saying perception versus reality, I'm going to close that out before we move to the next topic. What I mean by is citizen. We, that, no matter what happened, at, we, we, we kind of know what happened at the end, but Miami got him over us, right? Rashad, Miami got him Jackson. over us. Yeah, got him Jackson. over us. The Jackson D- was before Rashada, yeah. Got yeah, the, that's the portal guy, right? Detackling the portal. Mm-hmm. So when, when I'm saying perception versus reality, and uh, people have they – I like Brian. People say he's a tweener, he's not a true linebacker. Forget all that. I don't care about all that. We have to win this recruiting battle versus Miami, like Hurst was saying. That's what I care about. we got to beat Miami head-to-head. Whether he – I don't care if it's three years from now and he gets in the portal, he never plays down. Right now, we don't care about all that. Right now, today – Gotta win the head up better. Exactly. Well, after after this weekend, guys, we roll into what should absolutely be a fantastic week for us all the way around. Um saw a couple days ago Mazel moved his commit uh, announced his commitment to the 29th, excuse me. Castell moved his commitment up to the 30th. We got Jackson on the 28th, Walker on the 28th. I mean, that's just a huge, huge weekend with Friday Night Lights encompassed with it. Um, We got some, you know, big names coming in. Kormani is rumored to be coming in. Uh, 2024 quarterback DJ Lagwell is rumored possibly to be there. Um. It could just – this could be one of those old-school weeks that we have not seen from Florida recruiting in a while. Mike, what you think? Um, definitely a lot of commit smoke. Um, you know, Mizell, um, uh, Cassell, the safety from Orlando as well. And uh, I think we could definitely get, you know, ranging from two to approximately uh, – I say two to five range, um, probably about more three, three to four. But, but the main thing with that, so I, I was telling, asking myself, I'm like, hey, where are these freaking recruits, man? Like, I, you know, obviously got to be patient, but end of the day, like, it's getting close to August. And now it's getting into, you know, their season, which, you know, the summertime is when, you know, most of these kids want to, you know, shut, shut down the commit date um, or shut down the recruitment and focus on school because early, they're, uh, they're early enrollees. So, you know, with that being said, I'm sitting there wondering, and then I see some dates coming out, um, and it kind of started to hit me. I'm like, they're just consolidating all of this on Friday lights, and it makes a lot of sense. It's very smart. Once a couple kids pop, it's in the air. So, you know, if you get two, three kids popping. You get that one kid who's, you know, 80 90%. Maybe uh, normally you have to go back, talk to his parents, or maybe his parents are even there. He's got to talk to some buddies. Or, no, he's just going to pop, too. 
So, um, and obviously you want to make sure it's a, you know, a commitment that will hold, but it's, it will definitely um, have a higher propensity to uh, you get more commits on that day. Or weekend, I guess. Yeah, so that's a that's a huge, huge weekend. And, it, and uh, looking at that weekend, and you have these guys that are already set to commit, as guys are already alluded to, Castell and, and Mazel. I mean, if you look at the what we just mentioned before, Bryant, we get Bryant, and then we get Mazel and Castell, and then, you know, Jackson is also supposed to commit that weekend, I believe, uh, the corner, the DB. And uh, I think we have James coming in. If we get those guys, and, and I, um, this is not originally from me, so I saw uh, somebody posted, like, we, we get that, we jump to the number eight class. And the the aura of Friday Night Lights from when Urban started, and you look at, uh, it used to be some massive. This is, to me, a more intimate. Uh, with our staff, you you can be more one-on-one with the guys. I love it that it's not so, so, so many kids out there that uh, probably won't even get a scholarship offer to Florida. It's a lot of guys that we're going after. Uh, I think some guys from Louisiana, some Oats, the O-line guys are, are, should be there as well. And the 24 guys, uh, Mike already talked about DJ. If he's there and you see these guys committing, and these guys committing, and the, you know the environment and the excitement, and he already says he loves Florida. You know, I'll keep saying about the 24 classes. To me, that's the class that I think uh, Billy's going to bounce, going to capitalize on. If these guys are coming – and you see the excitement, and he gets wrapped up in that, we might have our quarterback for next year wrapped up this weekend. I can see that happening with all the excitement. I think that that's why I say I love Billy. He, he He's innovative. He's not stuck in his ways. He's willing to learn. And all that planning, because remember, if you guys didn't know, because was supposed to commit in October. So I got a feeling this weekend, that's five guys I just said that we can get within a week and move up to number eight. He has a it's, a it's a it's a purpose to the madness. So guys, stay tuned. I, I'm I'm looking forward to next weekend, and I hope it kicks off right with Brian on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> and with the, with those guys mentioned, you still have Andy Gene that could potentially p- jump in at any time now. Um, you know, there's just so many names right now. There's a potential for a couple of flips out there that we've heard rumored about that could be come you know as early as the beginning of next week possibly so i mean there's there's a lot of potential out there mike and also with the kids coming up um obviously it's gonna be more to setting like like what west was saying however that that's where that support staff the army comes into play like, no one's going to be neglected. Like, all right, watch, you know, help Billy Gonzalez. Hey, watch this. Why, you know, while maybe my GA, you know, talks to you. So, like, they, and they've already had those previous relationships. You know, all the times they touch, you know, have those touches with the recruit. So, you know, if it's Katie, if it's, you know, if it's her staff. So, if it's just their creative team. So, you know, that, that army, that's the, the army that, um, that's been established. That's going to come in tenfold at an event like this, and that's where it's truly going to come into play. Also, hypothetically, you get Bryant. That's going to put a spotlight on the program. That's an elite recruit. That's one reason why I wanted you know shot it back then. You get a big time recruit that once it puts a spotlight on your program, and it and that makes it a kid who like maybe you know you know Florida maybe had him at thirty percent. 
huh, maybe, do I want to make a trip to Friday Night Lights? Do I want to maybe go to, to Utah game? Do I want to schedule an OB? Do I want to pick up the phone now? I'm a little – that interest goes to 60% hypothetically. So that's why it's it, it, it's a domino effect. It's all a domino effect. So, and, and once again, if we move up to the rankings, it's more four stars and still only two, three stars. Yeah. Um, when I was on the show last night, shout out to High Top Sports for having me on their show last night. You guys go check them out on YouTube. Um, we we alluded to this. This is the old school Bobby Bowden method of rap. You know, just having a momentum you know, snowball basically of just um, having a whole bunch of kids commit at once and then potentially wrapping up another kid, you know, that you weren't expecting to pop, whether it be James or, you know, just, you know, maybe if I don't know for sure if Andy Jean is going to be there or not on Friday Night Lights, but you know, just get one of those kids because here's what's happening, guys, and we know how this works. Spots are going to get tight. You know, they're going to get tight quick, and you might see somebody, say, uh, a sorry, you know, lose his spot if he doesn't go ahead and make that move. And and the coaches are going to let these kids know it's either now or never. What you got, Mike? Yeah, I actually want to talk – I wouldn't say sorry. I would say more like Will Norman – I mean, Will, Will Norman's been all over the place. I mean, you know, I, he's called. I think he has eight "quote unquote" homes now. Um, but I, I'm all for you know, take your visits. But end of the day, like, it's not like you're a top number recruit in the country or anything. But you, you know, definitely a quality player. I'd love to have him on the team. Um, but you know, it's at, now he wants to take more visits, which is you know, it's his right. However, and it's a, you need to start locking spots up. You have to look out for the program, not for the kids. And if you wage yourself out, I mean, sorry. Like, and that, but what's good about that though, you start filling spots up. Say you're taking hypothetically three defensive tackles. You know, say you, um, say you get those two kids and you got a third spot. At this point, you start expanding your board and you're like, you tell Norman, hey, we want to have you. You're our number one guy, but we have to look out for number one, which is us. So you want to commit, commit, and you want to shut it down afterwards, sign up. And, if not, and that was, that's what uh, Urban was so great at, closing. Hey, you want to offer, You want to take this offer? Yes or no? If, if not, if you leave here, offer's gone. So that's, and that goes back to closing as well. But at the, that we actually we need the leverage, and that's another thing. All right. I'm going I'm to pose – we're going to pose y'all a question, and then we're going to move on to the next topic. By the end of July, over or under – how many commits total? We're at twelve now. What Mike? number are you giving us? What number are you giving? You said over under. What number is you giving? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, um, my number is. I really think we can be at eighteen by the end of July. Over under. Go with it, Mike. You know what? I'm going to go with the momentum. I'll say nineteen. One over. I wanted to say push, but I'm not gonna be that guy. Oh, you can be that guy. No, <laughs> never. I love West be that guy because West has been a good wonder. All right, Mike. <laughs> All right, West. What do you think? I'm calling him. Yo, out. that's we had 12, and you said 18. Nah, that's a big number. I'm thinking. I'm looking at. The, I'm 
either way, if we get 18, I don't want to be the want to be right at 18. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 17. I'm gonna say we get five by the end of July. That's next week. I'm gonna go with five, and I'll be happy with the five. And I think the fans will be happy with that five because they and Dave said that. And then I'm gonna get me and Dave had a conversation. We were going uh, back and forth, and he pointed something out out to me the other day. Like, why can't we be what? And I hate to bring them in. Why can't we recruit at what Miami has been doing? And I remember listening to his podcast, and he was saying that within the 150 miles, everything we needed was right there for the staff. So I don't want to get away from Hersh's question, but I feel like the staff is still kind of learning and evolving because of the NIL thing, and it's changing, and that is evolving. So I still – and that goes back to what I want our fans to know and what – I believe in is Billy Napier and his ability to evolve. So with NIL changing and you see what, what happened in June and what I believe is going to happen in July. And we get to that number eight spot with uh, that projection. And we get those guys that are, those five guys, and I'm going to go with my five guys, Bryant, Mazel, James, Castell, Jackson. That's my five. That's why I was at 17. I don't know who that's the 18th guy would be, but I'm going to stick with those guys. And if we get those guys, I'm good. I mean, I'm happy and I'm looking forward to football in the fall. And my guy Keely visiting, and <laughs> we getting him at National Signing Day along with Kamani and some other, like Mike said, the high end guys to go with the, the the blue chip guys that you were saying. And we get those high end guys like Keely, Kamani, uh, Brian to go with those guys we already have. I mean, we'll be set in stone. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel. Yeah, I got to agree with you, man. My my whole thing is is I I really I'm really set on on 18 and that's probably with somebody getting caught up in it or maybe a flip one of the two, but, um, I don't know, man. I really think you, you, we jump in the top 10 by the end of the month. I, I really think that's going to put us in, in a spot for some bigger names and, and catch the attention that, that we're for real. Mike, you got to add something. Yeah, sure. Quick. So I, one thing and I'm sure the fan base can attest to this I would describe Billy Napier as in one word. That's how he acts, talks, everything. Methodical. And he yes. always has a plan for something. So with that being said, you know, the heavyweight from the, you know, uh, in-state in opponents, you know, Georgia's, Abandons, Miami's, he never wavered. You know, he, and that's how you have, have to be, like, at a university for a head coach. That's why, you know, we're a crazy fan base. So, but he never wavered. He st- stuck to his board. He stuck to his plan. And stuck to his foundation, you know, his uh, we're recruiting great in state. We're developing those relationship relationships, just like he did at University of Louisiana, which brought him um, top top twenty in the country last year. So, um, you know, that slow, smart, methodical process brings us brings us up to the top ten, and we fill a lot of our holes. At that point, you can start like like they were saying. You guys were saying um, you start being picky choosy and like you know what, we're big. We're at this point, you're big game hunting. Like I like hypothetically, you like your right receiver corps. But guess what? High game what? What's going on, man? Come on down. You know you readjust. You know your nil allocation, for example. You know hey, kind of you know ask for increase on certain. So. Definitely, um, it's looking good, and I, I'm liking the process. And it's just, it's recruiting's tough. <laughs> it's it's tough, if, if you, but it, you always got to remember it's, it's a long process. Check the dates, 
remember if they're teenagers, follow the visits, and you'll stay sane. For sure, man. I I love what Billy's doing. I really think that he's uh he's got a plan for it, and I think we're about to see it come together. But with that being said, we're gonna move on. And we'll know soon enough. By the time we record next week, we should we should really have a good idea of what things are looking like, hopefully, with a few announcements after. <clears throat> but we want to move on and talk about something that everybody loves to talk about. And that's the running back position. Um, we saw our boy Cedric Baxter get is the number one running back on on three today. I saw. And man, as much as we would love to have that kid, the word in the streets is that Texas is prepared to make this kid a monumental offer for a running back. I personally am not a firm believer in giving a running back huge money per year, but Mike has a different thought on this and he can't wait to share it with us. Mike? Um, yes, go down goes down to optics again. Um, and yeah, that the price tag on him is kind of probably bar bar was kind of set probably about um with the Louisville um running back. So it's um it was, it was right around three, something like, three million, something like that. But it's definitely a, it's, rumor it's is a nine to one nine nine hundred to nine fifty a year. Okay. That's a little actually cheaper. So, anyways, let's just say yeah, let's just say uh, two point seven. Um, obviously, it's not my money, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's that's the biggest thing. Remember, don't t- don't tell people. I can't say something. Don't tell people how to spend their money. So, in a perfect world, if it was, I'm using monopoly money, all right, we're not really we're not gonna get your your big time QD one. Are we going for uh, uh, 2024 for that? Which is fine. I respect that. Staff's wishes. That being said, this goes down to optics as well. You want to truly take over the state of Florida? We're doing that with on the grassroots effort right now. We're you know we're we're in the running for some big time kids for money, for example. But and that's but end of the day, he's on the defensive side of the ball. Um, running backs, they are definitely more expendable. Um, you know, we just got a transfer, for example, uh, from the University of Louisiana. Definitely, probably going to be our RB one. And I definitely uh, have full faith in them. However, um, it goes down to optics as well. So um, if and, uh, if possible, um, you definitely like he's a blue chip back. You know, he's he's one of the top players in the country. And when the, if we call the University of Florida the logo, um, you want to get players that would represent the logo. You know, you think of you know. Uh, when you think of University of Florida, you, you, you know you think of your you know, Eric, your Eric Retz, your uh, your Fred Taylors, your uh, uh, your Emmett Smiths, for example. So we've had great backs in the past. So it's definitely great to get back to that. But you know, it just goes to once again optics for the state. I, I was I wouldn't do this every cycle. Maybe once every other cycle, once every three years. Um, however, um, like I said, it just goes down to, you know, truly representing the brand if possible, but, you know, I'm seeing some, some offers being sent out, um, that would make web your RB one. Um, so we'll see still early. So. 
Wes, what you think? I look at NIL like uh, I'm thinking this is how Billy has his, uh, almost like an NFL roster. Running backs are becoming devalued, but when you look at college football, it's not because a running back can actually dominate more than uh, you look at as far as the NFL. So with that being said, and I'm thinking if I would, if I'm, I'm thinking like Naperwood, because I think of the type of guy he is and what I've seen, like Mike was saying, he's innovative and uh, he's methodical. I believe he has a chart. And with that chart, you have certain guys that, okay, this position is worth this much. Like a guard is worth this much. A left tackle is worth this much. A DB is worth this much. QB is worth this much. But when it comes to a particular player, that salary or that that the NIL money might change. If Baxter is Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, some years ago, Barry Sanders, then you I, I pay him what he wants because he's that dude. You know what I'm saying? So if he's that type of back, and if you watch this film and you feel like if, and, and this is only in the eval of, of Billy Napier and uh, Jaluk, if they believe that he's that if he's that dude. With the way I know they like to run the ball, and the way that I know how they uh, recruiting offensive line, even though we we're kind of skipping there now. But if if he's that guy, then you give him what you think he you you pay him above what uh, you would normally pay a back. You know what I'm saying? You would pay him the 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 Davin Cook if Davin Cook was in college right now when he was doing what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? So if you're that phenomenal like Kamani, Kamani's not just a corner. He's the number two player in the country at one time. I know on three did their thing, but, you know, he was the number two player in the country. So if you have that type of guy, then you can get him to give him the dough. You, you do that. And if Baxter can be Dalvin Cook, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. If he can be Ricky Williams from college, I'm all for it. You know what I'm saying? You 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 pay that guy and you get that guy on your campus because he's a game changer. And now you can have maybe a, a game manager type quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have to pay your quarterback that much. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And to pair him with Webb, that'll, that'll be – That'd be awesome, man. And real quick, the ad lab was, and you actually said it, he's a game changer. Like Dalvin Cook, for example, kept that FSU program afloat for multiple seasons because he was that good. So, if you know, you get that program changer in. Um, it, it, like, even if it's like you have a, you say you have a budget of, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? You know, $100,000. But if you get that one guy, you know, make that just to make that one-time exception. He's the outlier because this is going to be outlier every single every cycle. So you know, like, hey, our you know we have all underclassmen. We don't need them. Decisions were made last cycle. We said no to, which is fine. But guess what? Once again, optics goes down to it as well. If you lock in a Brian, a Cromani, you know, and um, a Baxter in the, all in the state of Florida, but what we're establishing this cycle as well with your foundation pieces, oh my, it's 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 gonna set us up for the future and give us a true foothold because and we're only I mean like I said, Miami's you can tell they're recruiting a pitch more nationally. It can obviously change, um, but you know given how you know uh, thus thus far he's he's hitting his old um, uh, Mario's hitting his old network out west. And, um, you know, South Florida continues to have, uh, you know, that fence is about three feet high. So people are leaving there like there's no tomorrow. And FSU is, well, uh, yeah, Godspeed. Yeah, 
y'all both make good points. My, I'm just one of those guys that, given the state of current football and what I believe this team will do rotating running backs, I just personally don't think you should pay a running back that much right now. But if he comes on and turns out to be, the, you know, one of the best running backs in the country, you play the what-if game. And and that's where you you know that's why the staff gets paid the money they get paid. They got to make these decisions, and they know what kind of uh, war chest they're dealing with, and we don't. As far as you know, the future of what they have to pay, Mike. And yeah, and also last thing, we got we run a very specific scheme. A lot of people really need to realize that. So not every back can run zone. That's why I like the fact that we. I want, oh, I want this O line coach. I want that running back coach. No. Screw, forget that. He got the coaches he was comfortable with, and he got the running back coach he was comfortable with. Okay. He can turn back, hey, this is what I want, boom, it's done in practice, it's done in the game. So that's very scheme-specific approach. Work, they ran over everybody at the University of Louisiana. Trust will do that now. Um, yeah, for Oh, go ahead, Wes. My, my, my bad, Hirsch, to, to wrap that up, I mean – as much as I would love backs to compare with Webb, and then we still had ETN from last year. That's probably more backs than we recruited in the last, but I won't go there. But, <laughs> high school backs. <laughs> yeah. What? High school. High school. But people sleep on Webb because he was kind of injured last year. I'm I'm hoping that he's healthy this year, and I look for him to shoot up the rankings as well. So look for Webb. Don't don't be disappointed. Webb was hurt last year, so uh, – you guys are going to look out for Webb. He's a legacy guy, so, so I, I, I love what I saw, but there's more to be desired because he was kind of injured last year. So don't don't sleep on Webb either. And then we still got ETN from last year. I'll tell you what, for US, I'll be uh, I'll be patient. You still <laughs> yeah. not forgive me for your Bateman take, but for this one, I'll, I'll set my emotions aside. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see what we do if um, Baxter does in fact head off to Texas. Um, and see where, where the staff pivots on that second back. Possibly and, a kid and, like Michael Mitchell out of Middle Middleburg is out there, um, and a couple yeah. others. My guess would be, uh, like Richard Young, I think, is leaving too. My guess is the Oregon. So that's two of your main backs that you're looking on early. That's, you know, you have some gut feeling as well. Um, so I'll take that for what it's worth. Um, but um, it, uh, I don't think we're in running for that. Those two guys. So those are your two main backs out of state of Florida leaving. Once again, optics, national perception as well. Well, with that being said, guys, um, it's going to bring us into our next point. Something I really wanted to talk about, and I've talked to y'all both about is, you know, obviously, once again, we don't know what the staff's breakdown for nil and you know whatnot as far as what they want to throw out there per class you know for these kids and and something I've been thinking about and I've seen others uh discuss it is you know should should there be a rotating bi-yearly pay scale maybe by positions that like maybe this year you spend the money on Baxter and and Cormani and you know say running back cornerback obviously we're taking a haul at wide receiver um and then next year you go all in on quarterback linebacker defensive tackle depending on obviously who the prospects are of that season um 
it's just a thought, you know, because obviously you don't, like I said, you don't know the plan that these coaches, that the staff has as far as allotment or do you just go after the, the best 25 guys that you, you can get to fill the needs that you have, Mike? That's actually a great question. It can work off like a slide. It's terrible. There's two main, two main variables um, we, that we need to we need to bring into account. There's the main one scholarship right now. So if you're hypothetically you have you know five running backs, like I'm not, I'm taking one back. I'm going all in on one back, and it, and, and if they're all under you know three out of five are underclassmen, and I know they're projected to be studs. All right, I'm. You know, I'm gonna get a kids. You know, under. I think the best way you can think of it, um, uh, Major League just had a baseball draft. You know, uh, defending ch- uh, champs, uh, Atlanta Braves. Just throwing that one out there. And you know, sometimes it'll go over slot value on a pick, and sometimes it'll go under slot value. It's up to you know to the GM how they want to you know handle handle their uh, finances. But also with the, the scholarship breakdown. It goes to um, what's next? Uh, the performance. Like, what if hypothetically you're expecting your QB? Um, what if your your depth chart or your players just underperform? Like, wow, this guy is just he's sucking. Like, I need new. I need new running back. I need. I, I have to go after a QB one that's ready. You know, uh, ready to play. You know, Archman. So, yeah, keep those two into account. For sure. You definitely got to, you know, like I said, it's, it's, I'm glad I don't get paid to come up with this because this, this to me is, I'm glad Billy has hired the staff and all the army that he has, because you've got to have guys that are just at, in you know, this point that are focused on things like this. And, and yeah, that's giving, a great question. It's a great question. And given, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's thought provoking because the portal is going to play a huge role in it as well. Absolutely. Because you don't, you don't, you have no idea as soon as that season ends who's leaving and who's staying. Really, I mean, we and saw then, it after I, this. I'm, we I'm saw fine. it after this season. Now, of course, with the coaching change, that that puts a shuffle on things. But like um, Hopper, you know, we all thought. Hopper was probably going to be running back. I mean, sorry, linebacker wow. one after the bowl game, and next thing you know, he's he's gone. Go ahead, Mike. One, Bateman got us. Two, um, ah. Zing. No, but but uh, in terms of you're talking transfers, well, that, that also or kid your own kid retaining your own kids or bringing kids in that once again goes back to your NIL and your budget. You have a budget for transfers. So, once again, that's another variable to toss into the mix. I'm going to I'm gonna use salary cap. I, I kind of spoke this on the last topic about NFL. Basically, when you're kind of dealing with NFL, you have a salary cap. So, to, to go back to the original question that Hurst asked, your budget, of course, you would do this next year. I mean, that's why I love my coach. That's why I think you have to be a CEO, a GM, <laughs> and you got to run it that way. Because that's what we're going into, and it's evolving. That's why I keep telling the fans patience. He, this is all new to to everybody. You know what I'm saying? So let Billy do do what Billy does and judge him. You can't judge it from years in the past because this is something totally different. So when you have nil and you like, do I spend money on the quarterback this year? 
or the running back this year, you have uh, next year, you have to understand that whatever's in your cap this year, and then if you're winning, you may get more boosts. We're the University of Florida. You know what I'm saying? So the, the money's out there. And Mike said something earlier about it's not his money, it is my money because I'm part of the Gator Collective. Shout out to the Gator Collective. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm there. So um, here's my money. So I really want them to spend that money where it needs to be to make our teams better. We got to get that. And, and for your other fans that that's arguing, see, I have I can say where the money goes because I paid my money, and like I told you guys last week, it's nine ninety nine. That's all. <laughs> then you then you have, then you have a voice like I have, and you can say what you want to say. Say what you want to say when you're spending your money. But I mean that all jokes aside, that I feel like it's going to be like a salary cap. I feel like you have to budget it that way. Uh, you have to, we have the staff to do it. Uh, we have guys in place that are teaching guys NIL. So I'm sure I'm sure that Billy has somebody saying, okay, this is what we have over here. This is what we have because he meets with those guys. He talks to those guys, and and he knows where that and what he can do with what he can do with. So I feel like we'll benefit from it because we're the University of Florida. I mean, we shouldn't have to be second to anybody. So I feel like the NIL is going to actually, like, he keeps saying in his speeches and people are like, I don't know, we ain't got no money. It's going to work in our favor in the long run. Let our coach do what he does. Let me say this. I really think after this season, you're going to find out real fast who's got structure and who doesn't. Um, You're going to see – you're either going to see some teams really get strong or you're going to see some teams really fall apart and quick because the locker room factor is going to come in strong when you have guys that didn't get theirs versus the guys that did, you know, and, and shout out to Billy and his staff and the GC for taking care of the kids on the team first and foremost. And getting ahead of that, um, a lot of people were upset when that happened. They were like, well, we're not saving money for recruits. But, you know, you 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 got to take care of what you already have first or else you're going to need a lot more than 25 recruits. Mike, point? No, you, you respond. It comes to NBA. I uh, spoke, about, spoke about this on the initial episode. Um, it comes on certain, there's certain players. They'd outperform their contract, so I mean, you, you have to renegotiate. So if you get a uh, lump sum as X amount of money, you need to give it to your, your studs, and that and sometimes they may need to, you know, make life life decisions, you know, um, or they may transfer to a situation. How you appease them? Literally, just money. A lot of times, not all the time, obviously, but you know, if if it's uh, a player, he can be a possible day three, uh, day two pick, early day three pick. There, that's even if it's uh, the the minimum in the NFL six figures. If you're if you're making the league, so I mean, that's fine. To to one final point, I saw something today that they they're trying to get rid of that transfer rule that you don't. It's not just one transfer and you sit out. So, I mean, this is about to get real, real hectic. Like. Right now, you can transfer one time and you can play, but they're trying to say you can transfer multiple times and still play, and they're pushing for that. And that happens, man, I, that's why I love my coach. And gosh, love Billy Napier as well. And thank you for bringing that up, Wes. Um, and I was talking to a friend about this earlier. Um, that, what, 
that could, that's what goes into the structure of your program. Um, if you if you get that used car salesman approach, um, you know, Mr. Bullcut himself, you know, and, uh, or Dabo, you're you're gonna lie, you know, you're gonna lie to these kids. Hey, you're gonna play receiver here. Hey, nope, you're gonna play tight end. You know, something of that nature. No, it holds coaches accountable. Oh, my coach said he's going to be here for four years, or my position coach said he's going to give me at least three to four years, and he's gone after a year. Come up with someone to play. No, you deserve to to do what's best for you. So you have one chance to play college football. You have X amount of years until your eligibility is up, and you can literally, unless you go NAIA, you can no longer play. So, yeah, we're going to see. Like I said. By the time the season ends, we're going to find out who's who and what's what. Um, I think we may have lost Mike. <laughs> Mike's done dropped on us. But um, I know we're going to get right now to a, a new section we're going to have that we like to call the rants of the week. Each one of these guys has got a rant. They kind of want to go on on things that has happened this week. And, um, Right now, Wes has something he'd like to talk about coming off of SEC Media Days. Appreciate that, Hurst. I mean, I know you guys were like, well, they didn't say anything about SEC Media Days. We were saving that for now. And Kirby said, Tebow had him. You know, that the old Danny Green rant. We had him when he was talking about the big, um, Chicago Bears and we left him off the hook. This guy went up there and said he wants the game to be out of Jacksonville and have a home-and-home with Florida because he wants to recruit better. I mean, not recruit better, because he wants to show the recruits that game. Now, Billy said that. I, w- I would have felt, okay, I understand, Billy, but Billy had a great answer. Billy said, if you didn't know, if you didn't see it, if you didn't hear it, Billy said he wants to experience the game first, and then maybe he'll have some talk about that later. Kirby went up there, and Tebow asked him about it, and he ran on that well, you know, I want to show the recruits this and I want the recruits to see, you know, get up for this big game against Florida. Dude, I can see if you were top 12 recruiting, you may be top eight, but this guy's been recruiting top three, one, top five classes, and you talking about you need the game to be at Georgia because you need to show recruits. Kirby, just say you were sucking and you, and you feel like Florida got the advantage. Because people asked him the question, asked him the question, and he kind of dies. No, I don't feel that because he said, well, they can come to Atlanta then, have the game in Atlanta. Dude, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. He was a sucker. Kirby's a sucker, and he wants the game out of Florida, out of the state of Florida, so he can – I mean, that, that was garbage. For him to get up there and say that that crap that he said about, hey, I want the game to be home and home, it was, was stupid and nonsense. Everybody knows that. I mean that that was that was the stupidest thing he'd go up there and say, and I'm I'm pissed off about it. Uh, I'm not a person that feels like the game doesn't have. To, I, I I wouldn't mind if they do this, and I'm not against the. I don't want the game to move out of Jacksonville. But I'm, if you want, if you have seniors for four years. If you want to have a home and home, and then two games in Jacksonville. I'm good. But Kirby was Kirby was on some stupid mess, man, the other day, and and, and Tebow had him, and Tebow said that's a good point. That wasn't a good point. Because this dude is recruiting top five, top three classes, and like, oh, you show him the Florida game, that's gonna help you out. Dude, nah, you just mad because the game is in Jacksonville and you feel like Florida got a van. But then you talk and say, well, Florida, um, the best team gonna win that game. Dude, shut up, man. Kirby's, Kirby's, uh, Kirby's a clown. 
And when he said on national TV he was a clown, and if you a Georgia fan, you respect that, you're a clown. And then yesterday he said, um, well, you give these kids ten thousand dollars, you not know how to then the dude sound for three hundred thousand dollars a month today. But those those kids want to go to Georgia, but you sound for three hundred thousand dollars a day a month, but you don't want the kids to get 10, 10 G's a month. Man, Herbert missed me with that, man. He's a sucker. 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 Used car salesman. All right. No, well, no but real quick. His, yeah, no, so uh, coming from someone who's been to that game, the world, world's largest co- um, outdoor cocktail party, also known as Florida, Georgia. Look it up. It's not the other way around. It's just an, a great environment. You know, you, you see um, irrational rabies-ridden human beings barking for some reason. Um, but also at the same time, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's nice camaraderie amongst the fan bases. But, um, and you see it's that um, I was actually like on um, the floor of mine, but when that fit that break, half the stadium red, half the stadium blue, there's nothing like it. I had the planes fly over. So it's just, you know, it's a great tradition, um, something he wants to screw up for obvious reasons. But another thing, I, uh, someone, a uh, buddy of mine brought it up on Twitter. I don't see him complaining that um, when the SEC West team has to come to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. I don't. I've never seen him complain there. Facts. So I'll yeah. So I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, Wes got his got his ran out now. Now Mike wants to hit us with something that uh <laughs> is grinding his gears, so to speak. Mike on three. Um. Yeah. So I'm going to start out with you know, a nice little update and then before I get into it. Um. So we got some um. Some positive news for the Gators. Uh, Xavier Hardy, strong side defenseman out of um, South, um, I want to say South Carolina, um, 169 overall. He's now a favorite to us, and also uh, Gene's still favorite. So hopefully, we you know we get um, definitely Gene, but him uh, Hardy as well. Um, also, one of the largest risers was uh, from the Central Florida area, Cameron James. He went from 152, this is on three rankings, not the composite. He went from 152 to uh, 23 overall. And um, positive here. And he, he's definitely a person, I, I would say, the primary target. He's being recruited from uh, by Spencer and uh, Darnell Stapleton. He goes to Olympia High School, 6'6 six, six and a half, 265. So definitely somebody we're going to want. And um, we're definitely prioritizing. And it uh, looks like he's composite, uh, one nationally, 187. But the main thing I wanted to get to was uh, Cormani. Um, he camped, had a pretty good camp. But uh, apparently it's, you know, um, it kills your stock if you camp, regardless if you, you know, do well or not. So this is by the Antichrist known as Chad Simmons, the Georgia homer. Um, so he – uh, dropped all the way to 19. Um, this, like I said, once again, it was after camp. Um, if anyone believes he's number 19 in the country, he, that's just ludicrous. You want to drop the kid a few spots, that's fine. But he's still one of the top five, 10 players in the country. The 19, there's, there's no there's no way. Um, but, you know, they're known to do things like this. But it also brings up to the point, it, once again, why even camp if it's going to hurt me that drastically? When other um, you know, 24-7 his rivals have me so highly regarded, 
and I go to one local camp. I, I play pretty well, maybe not flawlessly, but I'm going to have a, a very nice camp, and you're going to drop me significantly. Like, and that, and that can affect you, even your NIL finances. So, like, it comes down to what's your agenda. He did get a – he was favored to go to um, uh, Alabama, which is fine. I still see him in the class at the end of the day. But, you know, to piggyback off um, the Antichrist prediction there, um, Arch Manning, um, he's still number one. He's redshirting. So, you know, I don't – redshirt quarterbacks, that they don't redshirt because they're ready to play year one. Um, but I, since he's not ready, and if you're not ready to play year one, you're not a five-star. You're either a four or a three because you need to be developed. doesn't mean you can't be good. It just means you're not ready to play. So besides the last name of Manning, why is he number one overall? Um, because he doesn't camp. He plays against Pop Warner teams. Yeah, he goes to a great academic institution. Cool. He gets a high SAT score, so I can recommend him to somebody if anyone needs it. But besides that, there is absolutely – people have been saying this for a year and a half, and they're not even hating on the kid. They just say, like, I don't see it. He's a, if he's a four-star. He can, can he be good? Yes, but he hasn't shown anything. When he plays against better competition, he crafts a bed. So what logic on God's green earth can you say he's the number one player in the country – and year one, he can lead the team to hypothetical top ten uh, uh, rate um, ranking or playoff rate. I mean, this is the same ranking that had generational talent, Travis Hunter, number seven overall. And if you saw Travis Hunter play, thank you, Dion, by the way, you know he's clearly the number one player in America. So, uh, I mean. What's going on on three is downright. It's, it's honestly a war crime, and they may be. Um, so, I mean, it's just. But before I get myself into more trouble than I probably already have, um, I'm going to say some prayers after this. But it's just, um, yeah, Chad Simmons is he's a, he's a war criminal. I want to I want to piggyback on this because I'd made some comments yesterday about it. Um, guys, what's 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 the incentive now if you're a top 50 player to camp? Well, it depends. What's your last name? I'm not even – yeah, obviously, we know that. Everybody everybody knows the arch thing, but – There's I none. Mean, because – I mean, but, like – There's none. Unless you have a flawless – unless you're flawless, what's the risk factor? I mean, let's, you, let's, let's take Cormani out of this one because we know who Cormani is. Everybody that has – a brain and two eyes knows Cormani is top five player in the country, if not maybe the best player in the country. That's a, you know, that's a whole nother debate. But if you're a borderline five-star, say you're the 24th, 25th ranked guy in the country, and you go to a camp and you woke up that morning and you had a head cold and you went out and camped, and you just had a bad day. And the next thing you know, you're ranked the 48th prospect in the country or whatever. You're at a five-star status. You know, we're in the in the NIO area, you know, era now. And how many stars you have might actually matter in some of these deals. Now, granted, I know some staffs are going to look at a kid and say, I don't care what that kid's ranked. He's He's a game changer, and he's going to make us a better program. And they're going to take care of that kid. 
but you know, it's just, I, I think it's the system has become terribly flawed. If that is the message that you're sending to this, these kids that you, if you can't at your own risk of, of injury, you know, or just your, your, your ranking, it, it could, it could punish you. Yeah, especially there's other factors in play as well. Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right. Uh, I I said this earlier uh, when we speak. I was speaking to Mike about it. It's the same thing as a quarterback doesn't go to the combine and doesn't throw. Oh, he wants to say I'm gonna throw at my pro day at on campus with my receivers. I'm not gonna throw there with receivers I don't know. Do I boost my draft stat my draft status if I do that? I mean, when, when it comes to the money. And NIL is changing everything. Like Hirsch, like you said, it's it's changing the whole game because these kids will lose money. And it's just like negotiating. If you like, that's why I compared it to the NFL earlier because if you don't make the Pro Bowl or you're not All Pro, that's what those GMs are going to say. Well, you know, you ain't Trent Williams, so Trent Williams are All Pro. You can't get Trent Williams money. So for a college player, if you go well. You ain't a five star. We got to pay you four star money, and you know I I get it, Hurst. I mean I don't know what the answer is. I don't know it to, to, to me as a I didn't play in college, but as a former as, as me, I like guys that are dogs. I'm going to go camp because I feel like I want to see the best. I want to see what I need to work on. I want to see I would camp because that's my mentality. I want to be and play against. I want to compete against the best. So I would still camp if it was me, if I was a borderline for it. I want that five star. I want to show them that, hey, y'all got me underrated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I should be a five star. And, and I guess to your point, if you have a bad day, you may drop. But that, to me, that's the risk I'm willing to take because I want that five star money. money. I want the NIL money. So I'm going to go camp because I'm that dog and I want I want to eat. And y'all going to give me my money because I am that five star. So um, to each his own. Um, some players, like Mike said, if your last name Manny, you don't have to do it. But people like me, my last name ain't Manny, so I'm going to go to that camp, and I'm going to camp, and I'm going to go against the best. If I'm a receiver, and I'm, I want to show, I want to go against Kamani. And if I'm a DB, I want to go against, uh, uh, I got the DBs, I mean, the receiver's name from that they committed to Ohio State. I want to go against Mazzea, I'm going to call Florida's receiver. I'm going, I want to go against Mazzea and show that I can compete against Mazzea. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, to each his own. If you have that dog mentality, in you, you're going to do it. If not, then you're not. At the end of the day, my my take will always be this: I don't I don't care about camps. I want to see how you play in games that count against competition that showcases how good you are against the best of the best. Like I, you know, we know who Arch plays against. We're not going to go down that road. Everybody knows. That's that's for that's Texas's problem now. It's no one else's. That's Texas's problem. But I I always love to see the, the Florida kids that play in the high, you know, the high higher echelon and the Georgia kids, you know, that play in the higher ranks and show out not just in the regular season, but playoffs. You know, that is what that is the film that matters to me, and I'm I'm sure that most most coaches would agree. To piggyback off that, it's like it, um, a variable that needs to be added into these rankings 
if you don't camp, that's you're gonna get knocks for that. You obviously that's not everything, but if you go to more camps, it's like you know, I'm gonna average it out. All right, he had a bad day. He went to five camps, he killed four of them. All right, he was just off. So that's just something that need, you know needs to be brought up. Uh, but also, you know, if, if um if it's Georgia or like, you know, kids, you know, transferring to higher, like uh, St. Thomas Aquinas down here um, uh, to face that higher competition. Cause once again, to what you were saying was, you know, you know, dogs want to play with dogs and, you know, they don't want to face, you know, arch, the arch manning uh, and the SAT prep kids. They actually want to, because, you know, iron sharp, sharpens iron. I mean, you're not going to get, you're not going to get better. If your uh if your old line is five five, like it's it's just not gonna happen. What's what you want to say? Yeah, well, to to one more point to that, and especially if you're a DB like Carmani playing in, in that arena. I know I said if you're a dog, you want to do it. And, and Hirsch kind of made a point about uh, and, and he was right about when you the film don't lie. You know what I'm saying? The film don't lie, and when you play in that type of environment, receivers always have the advantage anyway because there's no pass rush. There's none of that going on. So receivers kind of have the, the ability to – I mean, you, you don't have five seconds every down the throw. So if, it was, if you're a DB, you you at disadvantage already. You know what I'm saying? So uh, a lot of times those camps don't really tell the truth of what a guy can do in a structure uh, 12 – say 12, 11 on 11. When you're at a camp where you're doing 7 on 7, that's not real football. You don't have any pressure. The quarterback doesn't have to work scramble. He doesn't do any of that stuff. So – um, depending on what position you play, you play does matter as well. So that's that's the point I want to kick in at the end. That that, that does matter. Yeah, definitely, just a factor into it. Awesome. Well, that's our rats of the week. These guys brought the passion as always. Um, now we're going to get into some questions. I we had sent out a tweet earlier in the week asking if you guys had any questions you wanted to dre- you wanted us to address on the show and. We're going to try to pick out as many as we can and kind of go over them now and uh, see if what we can give you all some answers if you, we haven't already done so in the show. So uh, Mike's going to kick it off and uh, read some out here. Yeah, I got one here from, if I mispronounce it, I thoroughly apologize. Um, at Shaw Revan, uh, tweet reads, some of the common reasons we are losing highly ranked recruits to Miami, UGA, etc. We won some battles, but we sure lost more than we won in the fact that we still haven't won a single top honor battle. So we spoke about this before. That goes to once again the optics. We win, we take we take Bryant. That's that that we're done and done. At that point, you can just once again worry about the board. But also we have, we do have to respect the timelines of certain players like Armani. Um, and also, you want to bring up UGA. End of the day, look who they just put in the league. Um, <laughs> um, and it goes down to relationships. They, you know, some of the coaches they have as well, they're well regarded. Um, we are still developing those relationships, which is, you know, occurring in state. But at the end of the day, they've been there. They have elite recruiters that are known within the Power Five at conference in the Southeast. So um, do I think we can get to that? Absolutely, especially with Corey Raymond on board. But unfortunately, there's certain relationships that do take time and you can you, you um, use as a reference point um, uh, C-Rob, who after three years stuff saving, saving a locker for Shamar Jenkins. So want to hit the next one, Ever? Yeah, the next one I got right here is from, from uh, Matthew Galloway. Gal- at, at Galloway Orthond, 
on Twitter. Um, he asked right now, um, he said, I know besides linebacker as a Gator collective donor is the UF NIL game hurting us right now on the trail. It's frustrating for us season ticket holders and collective donors if that's the case. Well, I think we already touched on that some, but um, I think perception at first may have hurt us. There was a lot of things out there. Oh, well, Florida doesn't have any money to spend, you know, blah, blah, blah. We we all saw that. But I believe we really turned the corner around the, um, the Rashada, you know, weekend. When the article came out that night, saying what we had potentially offered and guys, those numbers pay no attention to what on three post as an article. Those, those are rumors and were sent with an objective in mind, but what it, the positive spin out of it is recruits saw that. And they, from what I was told began calling and, and speaking to the staff and say, well, y'all really, throwing that kind of money around you know and um and let's just say that from that moment things have really picked up and i think you're about to see the fruits of of that really come to bear here in this next week and um just to answer your question matthew no i don't think it's hurting us near as much as the perception that we didn't have it was hurting us at first but I think you're going to see it really come on strong here shortly. Yeah, the next, another question we had here is um, one um, kind of spoke on this. What's up with the whole line coaches sucking at recruiting against inferior teams? <laughs> um, all right, end of the day, App, you know, App is a dog on the trail. Y'all, y'all, y'all need to realize this. So he may not be the best coach. He's a dog on the trail. Now, nor, luckily, they had. Um, Money Mike, uh, Mike Norvell. So um, they're awful, and I don't. They're not going to make another bowl, a bowl again. God bless them. And um, so I foresee, you know, those tackles get, you know, at least one or two of them, you know, uh, coming off the board there. Uh, but that's going to come in time. You know, with that being said, uh, we he want he wanted his guys, the guys he knew, because as we alluded to previously um, in the episode. Uh, we run us a very scheme specific, and he's comfortable with that. So we got to respect it. I would say you got to give him at least one cycle. As long as you come out with some solid three stars, you got to remember we got to have a, a first. I'm gonna say the first team. He's an All American, but I, I think he's a first team um, American uh, at guard. So Osiris Torrance. So they recruited him. So you got to keep like they they Robert Hunt, University of Louisiana, second round Miami Dolphin from boys. He's a starter, full time starter. Um, they had another guy drafted. Um, so they're putting guys in the lives past year. They are putting kids in the league. So I, you know, it's just right now I'm the same boat. I, this cycle, I think we're unfortunately going to have to take a step back and let him hit that maybe three to 500 range. Um, and kind of just, um, maybe bite the bullet, unfortunately. Um, some other questions we saw here. Gosh, I'm gonna get the next what? one, Mike. Yeah, um, the next one. From, right. Yeah, this is from JC at uh, B A J A N Style. 
Bajan style. I'm, I'm guessing that's what he's saying. B-A-J-A-N-S-T-Y-L-E. His question is, what needs to be done to ensure the Gators land a top 10 class this year? In the new recruiting era, do you think the Gators can, excuse me, do you think the Gators keep up or get to the level as some of these programs who obviously are not scared of the NCAA? Um, I, through the, the entire podcast now, I think we kind of like hit on some things about uh, Napier and being the CEO and uh, how methodical he is and the process that he's doing. Uh, I do think we will be to the level of some of those uh, programs that, you know, you kind of see in front and center. And the reason I say that is because you look at Texas A&M and see what they did last year and see what they're doing this year, they're not there. And sometimes you have to nope. slow walk it and, and build it and see what comes instead of uh, moving so fast. And I think uh, Napier doing what he does, I believe in the process of what he's doing is you're going to see guys hit the portals. We we noted before, and with that, you can get some of those guys out of the portal because they're unhappy. Because some of these guys, and we kind of hit it on the last podcast, some of these not, not these guys, some of these schools are promising these guys things that they're not going to get. And one thing Napier said before, we're not going to give promise a, a kid an NI deal and renege on it. We're going to give them what we believe they. When we say, "Hey, this is what you're going to get," you're going to get it. So. Uh, I believe in that, and I think we will be there in the end. And the top ten class uh, after next weekend, I feel like we'll be in the top eight. So, and and Hurst thinks we're going to be even higher than that because he has, uh, I think, the over over like nineteen twenty. It might be too. So you look at where we'd be there, and then you still got the, the big fish. That's not even Cotton Kermani and some of the other guys that we're trying to get as far as five stars. So uh, I think we'll be there. I think uh, we kind of panicked early. Uh, the end of July will tell us what we need to what what big fishes we can get at the end. And once we get those big fishes, uh may guys may be surprised because I'm 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 excited and I'm optimistic about what we can finish at in this class. Yeah, and, and real quick to allude to, uh to pick back off what you're saying, Wes, in terms of making false promises, uh Jordan Hassan is currently um <laughs> uh, eating crow and we could eat live and hey, it's not about going over, you know, getting money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then he's got his report out that he was lied to by USC. So um, once again, if you, these coaches will remember, um, will remember, will remember you, these players talk. So if you keep, you know, established relationships, got to keep, you got to keep on saying to yourself, reminding yourself that every kid, every kid, every cycle, um, you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Like, hey, you know what? He's offering you X amount more in this, whatever that is, um, the next item. And there may be a little bit less, but I get, I know for a fact they will follow through with you on your whole time there. So and that's going to carry over and leave. All right. The next one we got, and I believe we'll all be able to speak in on this one, is um, from Stingfeed Sports. At Stingfeed Sports, why do you think who do you think the risers on our commit watch list are? Wilson, Gene, Mazel, Stokes, and Lovett seem to be prime candidates for big bumps throughout the season. Anyone else on your radar that will be rated higher by signing day? Well, I mean, obviously, I think Andy Gene is due for a big bump. I mean, that one I believe we all three agree on, and pretty much anyone that's seen his film agree that he's due for one. Um, I absolutely believe through the season Bryce Lovett will get a bump. Big boy, you know, I just – I can't – 
if he goes out and and just plays the whole season, I can't see how he wouldn't get a bump. Um, we've already seen Mizell get a bump this this last week. I I mean, I think it would take probably truly an electric season for him to go much higher than he already has. But you know, stranger things have happened. I think Stokes absolutely will probably get a bump. Um, but that's just, you know, those are a few that I'm going to go over. I want the guys to be able to talk on this too. So, uh, Mike, who, who do you think is going to be on due for a bump? Well, on the receiver side, this kind of touches on whether a Gator dude, 2021 said as well, in terms of elite receivers. Um, my wide receiver one is going to be Andy Jean. So I'm hoping we could, you know, pull up him in, but, um, the other one is going to be Mizell. Um, I like him a lot, you know, as a very, uh, you know, uh, a very speedy guy, potential track guy as well. Um, also, once again, from the state of Florida. Um, but they're and on three. I know I did have, did bash him, but you know they they do some things well. Um, but they had um, two of our receivers in the top ten nationally with um, Eugene Wilson at number ten. I want to say Myzel was five or three, but either way, just the fact that you have that there and you're getting guys that we haven't had in the past. We used to big body, you know, guys. Um, however, we're getting a lot of speedsters. So, you know, you're, you're starting to see um, how um, the staff wants to um, move forward with um, the type of receivers they have. Um, I know you didn't say his name, but I kind of mentioned it earlier, Webb. Um, uh, I feel like Webb is going to jump up in the rankings a lot. Being healthier this year, I feel like he's going to, like, shoot up the rankings I look forward to seeing that. And with Stokes, my guy Stokes, I feel like uh, if you didn't check out his Twitter, he just submitted something that uh, – I think he tweeted something that uh, – uh, some new uh, film Yeah, on he him. put some tape out. Yeah, he put some tape out. So go check that out. If you're on Twitter, go follow uh, our, our new QB uh, for the 2023 class. Uh, he just put some new film out. It looks good. I feel like he's going to rise. I'm not going to miss the guys that they've mentioned already. My, my two risers – because I feel like those guys are going to rise as well. But I wanted to point out some guys that they didn't mention, which was uh, well, Hershey on Stokes. But I feel like Stokes is going to rise. And I want to point out what he submitted, uh, what he put out the other day. And I feel like, well, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, being healthy this year, uh, he's going to definitely top 10. He wasn't even the top 10, I think, on all three that they submitted the other day. And to me, he's the top 10 back. So uh, look at his film this year, watch him through, track him through high school. He's out. He's our he's our RB one right now, so I know you guys are going to love him because he's a Gator. Follow him and see what he does this year as well. Mike, you think of another one? Yeah, no, actually, I for, yeah, I forgot to put my um, my guy down. It's going to be Stokes. Um, he didn't, I want to say it was like his first year starting. I want to say last this past year. Um, so he's had a solid program, and now that you know, a lot of times once you get a big time offer, you have you know, how the sites work. That now you're like. For example, I think we offered Patterson. He got like a two, three hundred number. Uh, he bumped the uh, hundreds of spots, so that which is normal. So you're already on the radar. So you kind of got to get the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he can, you know, get adopted by the Manning family for for the uh, season and get ranked top ten. I mean, that's you know, I got to talk to Chad about that. But um, other than that, though, he I can definitely foresee him to be a, a four, um, maybe a low one, but still I definitely could see him being a blue chip recruit. And um, I actually have another question. Um, did you want to have? Yeah, I got one more, and we talked about him earlier as well. I I could think you could see um, Cameron James shoot up as well. Yes, yes. K- 
kid. Well, he already has on on three. Yeah, he's already started his rise, and I think we'll. He's got. I think he could be top one hundred and fifty, top one hundred when all said and done. Yeah, right now he's one eighty seven. So absolutely, you get those top one hundred and fifty kids, at, at, you know, trickling once again two to four on one hundred kids, and that's once again that gives you the class, your base class, and you know, compared to our previous ones, this is well balanced. We're good to go. All right, Mike's got one last question for us, and we're going we're going to close it out. Got here. Well, one real quick. Uh, jump past fifteen. He wanted to say recruiting special, um, recruiting spe- um, players for special teams specifically. Well, you don't really do that. Um, it's just how that how it works is you're just gonna recruit. Um, you know, line, you're, use Dewan Black. Um, he wasn't ready to play for for X reasons. Um, so with that, so at that point you're gonna put unless unless it's like Beamer Ball back in the day, you're gonna put your young your young players, your depth players on special teams. But that. Also pr- provides an incentive to get on the field and uh, keeps their mind active and keeps within the program. But another question: What needs to be done to to ensure Gators land? This is from sorry, uh, JC. What needs to be done to ensure the Gators land the top ten class this year? Yeah, that's the one. I, I got that one already. You got that got one. That. Oh, I appreciate it. So uh, yeah, that pretty much covers everything. These are great questions, guys. And yeah. honestly, the, the feet, um, just the fact that you guys uh, reached out, truly uh, feel blessed for that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I didn't guys. say this. My, my bad, Hersh. I want to thank no, you as well. Um, uh, thank you guys for the support. We, we truly were overwhelmed with the amount of support we got and the feedback of trying to, to make it better for you guys to listen to. Um, I, I thank you guys and a shout out to Get It Nation. We love you all. We thank you guys for listening to it. Yeah, guys, for sure. Um, we're gonna we're gonna post that that tweet every week about questions. We want to keep uh, fielding those questions as much as we can. That's what we're here for. Um, we did have a bunch of people ask for mock classes and we all kind of agreed. We're going to let July play out and get through these ne- this next week. Cause we all feel it's going to dramatically, you know, affect the look of this class. And then we're really going to be able to know what the focus is by position and, and whatnot by where we are. Cause say like receiver recruiting may be absolutely locked up by the end of next week. So first, first, first of all, first of August, we'll, you know, first episode around August, we'll, we'll work on some mock classes for you guys. Hey, Hirsch, can I pick in the spot? Yeah. All right. And then uh, we'll let uh, Bateman's buddy go next. Um, What what about post Friday night lights? Let's put them. What's the um, what's your guess for commits? Mine, yeah. I already said that. I already said we're gonna get six. Oh, you already got that? I know. I don't know. You said eight, eight. I thought you said 18. Well, yeah, we got 12 now. Okay, math, it's real hard. Summer's down, summer down. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we'll get it up. We'll, we'll get it. We might have a supposed Friday night. Like special, uh, depending on how exciting things get or don't get. If it, if if we really shake loose next weekend, we may have to record a special, yeah, F Friday Night Lights episode. And and might have to get somebody on too. We might have to get a surprise guest on. You know, yeah, somebody. we're working on some guests for y'all. We we definitely yeah. are going to have some guests coming on soon. We've we've got some names you know, um, already expressed interest, and in, and we're working on it. We're we're you're not just going to hear our, our lovely voices every week. I can promise you that. <laughs> We're here for you guys. 
Guys, thank you so much once again for all the love and the support, man. Y'all are y'all are making this so exciting for us, and we just can't wait to get the next one out. Um, a few shout outs we want to throw out real quick. I mentioned earlier high top sports. I want to thank um Steve and Shelton for having me on last night to promote the show and talk a little recruiting on their show. Check them out on YouTube at High Top Sports. Um want to give a shout out to Steve Designs on Twitter. Uh the man's making us some uh, merchandise possibly to put out. He's making some shirts for us initially and if um, fire too, fire. And if you guys like them, we might we might go down that road. Um we just have to wait and see how that goes. And um, I want to thank on Twitter, uh, CJ Man McCann for making our logo for us. The man hooked me up, hooked us all up without without even being asked. He he just reached out to me and said, hey, um, you know, you guys, uh, how do you like this? And I said, man, that was uh, one of my biggest that was one of my biggest worries was getting us just a graphic to, to promote the show. And that guy was thoughtless and I can't thank him enough for it. And uh, one last thing I want to thank uh, Gator Dave, Dave waters and uh, thank and, and give a shout out and a plug to Gators breakdown plus um, Dave's discord is the best thing going for Gators information. Uh, aside, from the, aside from the three of us, <laughs> 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 Mike, anyone you want to shout out to? No, um, I meant to say this uh, prior to um, at the intro- introduction to the show. Um, this once again, this uh, very um, it's a uh, thoroughly appreciate the uh, level of support. Didn't definitely the numbers were like astounding in terms of uh, definitely didn't see that. If anything, I would have had I would have divided it exponentially. But um, it is uh, you know truly do appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Before, Wes, send us out. Yeah. Yeah, before we head out, guys, um, I work with our veterans as far as getting uh, claims done for disability. I support our veterans. If you have any questions, hit our DM up, uh, our Twitter. Uh, Herschel, shout that out when we when we close off, when he signs us off. But uh, hit our DM up if you know anybody that's uh, having trouble with it as far as getting their, their claims done as far as disability. Uh, I do work in that field, and I support our veterans. And I, if I don't know the answers, I will try to get the answers for you. Uh, love our country, love our, our veterans, and I'm here for you. And I will try to get that, uh, the, like I said, those questions answered uh, by me. If not me, I know some people that, that some supervisors that I can get those answers from. So uh, if you're having trouble, if you know any family members or friends that are having trouble as far as getting their disability claims done, uh, just hit, hit our DM. Yes, sir. God bless. Thank you to all the veterans out there and for what you do for us. Um, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Great episode. Got a lot of stuff out there. A lot more to come. We appreciate you all. Make sure you go follow our Twitter page at RespectOurDCN for all the information and to maybe submit some questions you want to get read next week or following weeks. We love y'all guys. Thank you so much. See you next week. 